Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of This is a Thing. This week, I am talking to Tyler Kinney, costume designer. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing really well, Carrie. That's good to hear. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here, too. Um, so, I have so many questions mm-hmm. for you. First and foremost, where are you from? I am from Reading, Massachusetts. You are? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Wonderful. And you went to school at Emerson. Yes. Correct. Um, can you tell everybody what you studied while you were there? So when I went to Emerson, I was a design and technology major. Mm-hmm. And I my concentration was in set and costume design. Cool. So the program is a uh, program that focuses on the design elements of theater and also the technical elements. So there were people in my program that studied uh to be a TD um, or to build sets and build costumes. And I learned about that, but I focused on design. Cool. How did you get into all of that to begin with? I, uh, it's a long story. I've been working in theater for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first theater shows that I worked on uh, were back in middle school where I was painting sets and really involved with drama in K through 12 and in high school in particular when I would try out for a play and I maybe be in the ensemble but I wanted to do more I would uh, go to set builds and uh, be part of like the core construction team that built the sets and that was great I, I really I felt like I was a techie and a performer at the same time uh, and then I left high school and went to be a communications major um but that's a very vague thing and um (laughs) it ended up uh I didn't know how all of my love for theater was going to translate into a career so I ended up studying a lot of business doing some stuff with interactive digital design but I really missed being part of a team and I Originally, my first school, I went for a year at Quinnipiac down in Connecticut, and it was a good school, but maybe not the right fit for me. There wasn't, I I, I, I thought college was going to be about people going out and making things, and and it, and that wasn't the, the case in my experience, but I did, uh, I did find a small theater group there and put on plays, which were the most low budget <laughs> like smallest plays with different colored t-shirts things that my <laughs> high school we would put on these thousands of dollars you know put into the set and costumes and these elaborate productions and i still was having more fun doing the t-shirt plays at in this theater club at quinnipiac i knew i needed to go somewhere and be uh creatively satisfied and so i then transferred but before I transferred, I wanted to study abroad. And I knew I wanted to study abroad in London. So I looked up programs. Um, and one of the first ones was a theater design at the Shakespeare Globe program. And since I didn't know what I wanted to do um, or where my college career was going to go, I said, well, let me pick this one because I know I'm going to like it. Like I love theater and mm-hmm. I love s- set design. Um, I'll, I'll do that and then figure it out later because um, I, I just knew I wanted to be in London. 
And I fought my way into that program because it actually is is a very serious part of the Rutgers curriculum for their undergrad is that all their juniors spend a semester in London doing this program. And uh, I was able to get my name in there and be part of it and uh, and compete with the rest of them. And or not, it, like it was to hold my own. And yeah. um, when I got to London and I was working with some amazing mentors. The head of the program at the time is Jenny Terramani, who is a wonderful stage designer and uh, designed um, recently when Mark Rylands was on Broadway, did the costumes for Richard III and oh, wow. 12th Night and won the Tony here. And uh, she was my teacher and someone who had so much passion for not only costume design, but um, costume history. Uh, she is literally writing the book on and on these period garments that she's getting to go into museums and different collections and look at and make patterns and uh, present these historical patterns in these books. Wow. Um, so she was a complete inspiration to me. Um, but we also got paired up and met directors and designers in London. And one of the mini internships I did there was the designer Dick Bird. And I was sitting in his sunroom where he does his work as, as a set designer. And seeing him design as his career was the first time, my aha moment, that I was like, this is something that I would love to do. Yeah. So I um, found my passion there. I found something that, a direction that I wanted to go. And I saw... Uh, and asked, how could I get there? And um, when I came back, I applied to schools here in Boston, and I chose Emerson uh, for a couple of reasons, one being they also had a strong film uh, mm -hmm. crossover, and uh, it's a strong film school and a strong theater school, and their facilities are just absolutely gorgeous i've heard yeah. never seen but oh, i've heard <laughs> you should just you should pretend to be a student and you should take a tour just to see the seven theaters that they own oh my gosh i'm like hey guys yeah. <laughs> just looking around um backing up so how did how did that work if so if it's a rutgers program how did you wiggle your I, way in there i matriculated through they, it, it's a Rutgers program, but they do open it up and they take a few oh, people. They take a few people from uh, other schools that would want to do that. Oh, and that's so cool. me and um, another student who was at Brandeis at the time were the only outsiders. Oh, <laughs> both from Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's amazing. So um, this is might be a dumb question but so like when it's the globe program are is the stuff that you're doing actually in like the new globe yeah theater? we so it was a partnership with the globe theater so we had a studio space in the new shakespeare globe that's amazing it was it it was great and um every day we would walk down past saint paul's across millennium bridge and go to the new shakespeare globe and that's where we would have our little, we had these this studio space that um, we would work out of and do set designs and costume designs. And we one day at the end, uh, we went through the collection and Jenny, who had designed, uh, she was a resident costume designer at the Globe for the first 10 years with Mark Rylands. She had all of 
these costumes in the archives and we all got dressed up. Oh my oh my gosh. Yes. So I, that's great. Oh, it was so exciting. I <laughs> yeah. I was the only one that gender bended and di- dressed up as a woman as well. I was wearing Mark Ryland's costume from when he did Cleopatra. Oh Anthony and Cleopatra. That sounds it's, fantastic. It was it was so much fun. Wow. Oh, I'm just thinking about like velvets and furs yeah. and like all the things I would want to try on and play around in. Um, wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, are you best friends with Mark Rylance? Yeah, that we're, also what we're, you're telling I me. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, no, Mark Rylance. I I did uh, get the pleasure to meet him in London, and what was really exciting was he just came to Boston. He just, uh, uh, with his show, Nice Fish at ART. Yeah. And um, I was working in the costume department. So there was a meet and greet, and I did reintroduce myself. That's so I, I've heard he's really nice. Oh, he's so nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I would love to be best friends with Mark Rollins. That would be a great thing. He, I'm really, as of right now, I'm just a very big fan. Okay. Mark, come on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in yeah. town, you know. Um. Wow, what an amazing experience. I feel like um, it would be hard for me to come home. <laughs> I think I'd be like, what a magical life um, to come back. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Was that hard? Uh, it, it seems like a long time ago yeah. now. But London is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city is amazing. The theater that we saw was incredible. I was there when War Horse was at the National and other shows that we saw were fantastic. And we went and saw uh, a play done by Punch Drunk, which uh, does Sleep No More in New York. Oh, wow. So I saw a Sleep No More-esque show that they had done in London, The Mask of the Red Death, which was all these Edgar Allan Poe stories mashed into one experimental um, environmental theater piece. That sounds a little terrifying to me. Like, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> it was very scary. Yeah. I, um, in the best possible way. We mm-hmm. uh, went up this back alleyway. I haven't gone to sleep no more, which is shame on me because it was here in Boston for a long time and I didn't go. Yeah. But, and and you, they told you to go see the tailor and then you got a robe and you got a, and you, everyone's wearing the mask and, this one was in like an old abandoned school maybe or it would, oh, what yeah. felt what felt like all of these rooms and you just are exploring on your own and then there would be one time there would be like you're you're experiencing it um uh each person is having their own experience and right. so i was going and finding the secret little passageways or there by yourself yeah by myself oh my uh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> yeah I couldn't, I couldn't do it so i was like in the basement <laughs> when they were bricking in the guy and or or there'd be certain moments where you'd get locked into like the backstage area of like a a show that was going on in the play and you know maybe they'd look at you through a mirror I know. Really um, I guess for anybody who doesn't know, Sleep No More, so it's like Beth, correct? Yeah, yes. It's an immersive experience. It's an immersive experience. It is, It's. I, I think it's like a combination of the Scottish play and uh, like maybe Alice. There's something, there's some other. 
mixed in yeah, with it. Mixed in with but it. so you're like, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure theater experience, yes. I guess. So you're like walking in and seeing some Immersive things are happening. Theater. Yeah. Um, and you can interact with the actors and be a part of a scene. I heard something about drinking a potion. <laughs> I was the- like, it's, it sounds amazing, but like, I would need a friend. I need a buddy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you, but then if they, like in the show I saw, everyone's wearing the robes. So you don't actually recognize anybody. Oh. You're just walking around and people are, so there was a scene that happened on the staircase and there was like a murder on the staircase. And then you, you feel like you're experiencing it. And then you look around and then like people are, are, there's just all these people in white masks and capes that have also come to like see it. And you're just looking around. Wait, so are you wearing a robe too? Yeah. It's very wide, eyes wide shut, but yes, yes, <laughs> but better. Like yeah. it does have a phenomenal ending. Yeah, which I I hear they do kind of in Sleep No More as well. This kind of dance of death. Oh, I want. So wait, what was the one that you saw called? The Mask of the Red Death. Is that still in existence somewhere? I I don't know. I don't think so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. If either of those come around, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, I'm a wimp and I'm a little. You could, do, you could do it. <laughs> I think it's amazing, yeah. like the concept and idea of it. I just am. Um, like when I was younger, I was the person in like the haunted house that would just start crying. I'm like, I'm, I got too scared. I'm sorry. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. I, I, I'm not a big fear, jump out at you kind of person. Um, I'll go see a scary movie as long as I can like grab your leg and like shriek yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> uh, this summer... I went into a haunted house uh, that was like a dinosaur themed, and this was in Austria. <laughs> and so we were like, "Oh, dinosaurs! You know, they look they're, and especially since they looked funny, they were like Jurassic Park kind of neon blue science dinosaurs." And we we're like, "Oh, this will be fun!" No, it was scary <laughs> as hell. Oh and I think the regulations in Europe might be a little different because I felt like we were being shaken, like in like. And manhandled, and manhandled, <laughs> and walking across like little uh, rope drawbridges, and it it was terrifying. It sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen know, if it, it was, was here. It was so great, but cool, but, but wow. No, no, we left, and I couldn't convince my friend to go in another one of the haunted houses at the park. Yeah, that might do it. <laughs> I might be like, I'm gonna go eat like a funnel cake yeah, or yeah, whatever they yeah, have yeah. in Austria. What were you doing in Austria? So this summer was really exciting because I got the opportunity to be part of um, Team America at uh, the Prague Quadrennial. And it happens, it's a performance uh, design festival. So it's a f- every four years, um, countries from around the globe uh, send uh, installations and exhibits of and performances of uh, shows that are going on in their country that kind of showcase the kind of design for theater and performance design um, uh, at, in Prague. Wow. Yeah, so I was part of a, uh, a small team that curated the student exhibit for America. So we contacted a bunch of schools and recent students and anything that had been done over the last four years, and we put it into this installation exhibit um, that uh, anybody got to experience at the quadrennial. What? 
That's amazing. Yeah. Did you have to like apply to do that or were you selected or? So I did apply um, USITT, um, which is an organization uh, here in America, put out a call for young designers to apply to be part of this curation team. And uh, we were selected and um, we worked on it for two years. Wow. Yeah, remotely. And like the first year, um, we didn't meet anybody in person. We were just doing it off, off like group phone messaging. And so <laughs> when we, we met up at uh, USITT has a conference every year and we met up in Texas. And it just was funny to put the, the voices and the names with faces. Wow. What is USITT? What are all those letters? U- United, the US, I think I know, I know but... <laughs> United States Institute of Theater Technology. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Um, that's amazing. What an incredible experience. I mean, two years, that's like designing a building or no, something, you know? It, and it was quite a process. Um, but it was it was great. And it was great to put it up. And, um, and then also we got the opportunity. Uh, uh, it's like a trade-off that they put us up in Prague and we would work the exhibit and take shifts. And so we did actually get to see the people uh, interact with our exhibit. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. How did it go? It went really well. It was really exciting. So we decided to um, build this kind of monolith of high school lockers. Mm -hmm. Um, And in each locker, we would exhibit a show um, and a design of that show and kind of include like inspiration photos and books or a little bit about the designer. So you got to kind of um, learn a little bit more about the designer as a person Mm -hmm. and look at the work. Um, And we tried to do some abstract things and kind of give you a sense of the show in the locker and exhibit the photos. Um, But what was really interesting was lockers is a very American concept sure. and there are people in Europe and Asia that don't have lockers. So they don't even know how to open the really? lockers. So some people came in, walked around our cube of lockers and walked out because <laughs> they like, they, <laughs> they just didn't even know <laughs> that you could open them. That's so funny. That's yeah. not anything I would, I, that would never occur to me. Yeah. Like, Oh, so, so funny. And, and other people, there's a couple, there were some teenage girls that were like, oh, I've always wanted a locker. They'd seen it in like American movies uh-huh. and they were like, and they've always wanted to open a locker and they did. It was just, and I thought that was like, that was probably one of the more successful parts of our design. That's cool. Yeah. Cross culture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a, actually, that brings me to another question. So like when you're designing a show, mm-hmm. like, where do you start? Like, I I guess there are certain shows that kind of would push you in a certain Mm -hmm. direction. Like, obviously, like, if it's Elizabethan, you Mm -hmm. know, that could be a starting point. Although there are productions that go in a completely opposite direction of, like, what you would assume the costuming and scenic design and all that would look like. So for you, where is that starting point? So the starting point is reading the script. Um, just kind of taking the play in and getting your initial reaction uh, of the story. 
But then I, I try not to design much until I talk to uh, the director. Because mm-hmm. the director is the captain of the ship and they usually come in with a bit of a vision. I'm not saying that like they're open um, for a conversation, but the first meeting would be like a concept meeting and where everybody comes in having read the play and talking about what they reacted to and the director will kind of speak about what kind of direction they're going to take um, in putting the show on and asking questions about uh, the period or or just I, I like to hear what the director has in mind for certain uh, character arcs and because um, they're going to be the one that's in rehearsal every day and they're going to be the one that is crafting the performance um, and that's where the dialogue starts and then we kind of, we all leave the room do some research come up with some ideas and meet again and see if like we could fit the puzzle pieces in and kind of create the story together and um, the director is facilitating that conversation. Hmm. And then, so once I get a vibe and get a read off the director, and a lot of my job is mind reading, kind of, <laughs> see, is, is, is seeing um, and kind of reading b- between the lines of what the director says and, and see if I can come up with a concept in a way that costumes or a set can help tell the story that they are, are trying to do. Sure, I get that. Yeah. Um, h- how do you think your design and taking into account what you understand the director's vision to be mm-hmm. and then sort of like the, the actors that you're working with? Because I would think, you know, there's different body types mm-hmm. and stuff, so I'm sure that influences things too. But like... How do you think your sensibilities play into that? Like, is it um, like with fashion design, when you look at something from Chanel, like mm-hmm. you're like, that's Chanel, yeah. like, you know, it could be an A-line dress that, you know, everyone has a version of an A-line dress, but there's something about one from a particular designer that lets you know that it's from this mm-hmm. person. Is Does costume design have any part of that? Or do you, as a designer, you're like giving way to the characters always you know it's like are there signatures from different designers if you were to look closely i i think that designers have strengths mm-hmm. so um certain designers might be very good with color or with um period knowledge and the way that they approach um a sh- show is is their personal approach so some of it does translate but um i do i try to give the story and the characters you know a fresh start every time mm-hmm. um i wouldn't want it to be distracting if like a style was like recognizable sure. if it didn't serve the purpose of the play mm-hmm. um but I do think that you can recognize someone's work if you see enough of it because you kind of understand the way that they tell stories. Um, but 
having like a very signature kind of look might not always serve the play. Right. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. So you've done stuff with stage and with screen. Mm-hmm. What What are the differences or are there differences when you're working with those two different mediums? Yeah. So there's a lot of differences between designing um, and even working on costumes for theater and in film. For film in particular, uh, when it's filmed, it's final. Like there, mm. there continuity is a huge part of uh, working for television and movies. And if you uh, make a decision and it gets on camera, that's that's the costume. And if you film a scene on day one and you film later that day, two months from now, they need to be wearing that same exact costume. So um, it's important that you do a lot of planning uh, for film work and you really only get one shot at at filming that scene in, 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 in that costume. Uh, so you just have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You also have to be thinking ahead and and also the scale is very different. You could be focused on, on just like above uh, the shoulders and so the details like earrings and and choices uh, need to be um, thought about that hmm. where in on stage you might be thinking you know you're you're sitting a far back you're the shapes are different and it maybe you're gonna consider something of a larger size just to read or um, you're painting with broader strokes hmm yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um that's interesting what you said too like you're stuck with your decisions when something's on camera so like you decided that you don't like the outfit you put someone in but they've got like six six scenes in it yeah there's no going back exactly and for for theater it's nice we have the dress rehearsals and we have um our previews where we can see if those decisions you know, help tell the story. Yeah. I'm um, not saying I think that there are very talented designers who can have the confidence or, you know, make it work. Um, but uh, the stakes are so high because it's cost so much money. Every yeah. every minute of film costs on the big budgets, like thousands of dollars of just you, man hours. And, yeah. Can you imagine having to be like, can we reshoot that scene? And I don't like the jacket, Yeah. Well, you know? the co- then the producer would say no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, no big deal. We have an extra hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, the, if the director was like, I can't stand that. Then they might reshoot it. But um, no, a costume designer probably does not have the power to say, listen, I wasn't really happy with that dress. I put him in that. So can we reshoot those scenes? That's just not going to happen. Oh, man. <laughs> have you done any work um, with like photography? I guess that's more styling than costuming and in some cases. Yeah, but. I haven't. I don't think I've done any styling um, yeah. there. We do photo shoots and press photos mm-hmm. uh, for theater. But um, that's usually just a scramble because it's they'll tell you that two days before. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, the actors will bring things in. <laughs> but I mean, then you say, OK, good. Can you bring these in? And, you know, it's it's a grab bag. What's going to come? So I, I haven't done much styling. Um, uh, there there are people that are very talented and 
and and and can go shop and do you know, it, a lot of editorial kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know. I need the story. So if if there's a photo yeah. shoot that was telling a story, yeah, like one of those like big Vogue spreads that Grace um, from Vogue. Uh, did you see September issue? No. No, oh, this just this amazing redheaded uh, uh, lady. I don't know her title was like, I think it was creative, like a creative director. Mm-hmm. And she would do these epic shoots in Vogue. And uh, it was all, they definitely told the story. Oh. And I, w- I would do that. Those are beautiful. Yeah. Um, those, I love those epic spreads. And um, a job that I used to have, uh, I produced photo shoots mm-hmm. for a little bit. So... I mean, I had the least glamorous job. I'm like, does anyone need snacks? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> or here's your hotel room. Um, but it was so interesting to watch. Like mine was catalog, uh, so it wasn't, you know, by any means a Vogue sort of spread. Yeah. I'm sure they're having like champagne and you yeah. know spending six hours on one shot. Yeah. Um, where we were like twenty shots a day. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go. But um, it was interesting to watch. Um, and especially to watch this stylist which I guess is sort of what made me think of this um in the way that they're looking at the clothes and the outfit and sort of in a way making a a story I guess the concept's a little bit looser than Mm -hmm. you know the type of story you want to tell in a theater production but you know maybe we know that this is the fall catalog and it's about Mm -hmm. um you know going to the countryside and um soft textures and being cozy and sitting by a fire and uh watching how different stylists like interpret that even with the accessories and little touches and hair and it's interesting i have uh enormous amount of respect for for fashion people and stylists and it and i people ask me all the time you know would i design my own clothes or Mm -hmm. would i and i think that uh it is just it is you're right it's a different story and it's a different kind of research um the play is society and (laughs) they are doing their a different kind of research and um and i think i would have to like shift major gears into like finding out what story i'm gonna tell in in this uh, with expression and, and style and uh fashion so i i do think that they're very talented and um I think maybe I can just wrap my head around a script or a play <laughs> a little easier um, uh, than kind of just like social movements. And, right, and right, yeah, yeah. Because what is what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You know? um, well, so if I go to a gala, yeah, I'll j- you can style me. Okay. We'll yeah. Come up with a yeah. Story. We'll come up with a story. Yeah. You see how I roped you into that? Yeah. I have. I don't really go to but that's fine <laughs> yeah i mean i i i love dressing up and i do i i i i have gotten even more, i i like to be brave and try new things but um it's fun dressing up I, that's something that i opening nights um and if there's a party yeah i'll definitely want to dress up and yeah. i love halloween I, what you do so I what do. are some of your best costumes um, well, this year I went as Sandy from Greece, but the cheerleading version and my roommate went as um, 
tell me about his stud leather sandy <laughs> um that was fun i've also in the past gone as a jellyfish and a and a cactus i try to pick kind of like weird weird costumes and be like i'm a sexy jellyfish so what did the jellyfish costume look like oh my gosh it was so full of sequins and sparkles <laughs> and like i wore like bloomers and like this sequin skirt and this <laughs> this like weird tutu because that's what actually inspired me was this like very uh this crinoline uh that was this kind of ugly pink pepto-bismol but had these weird curvy edges to it hmm. and i was like it's like a jellyfish and then i put it over my head and i was like i could definitely be a jellyfish <laughs> and then i built it around that and the moment i finished sewing it i was like this is the most flamboyant costume <laughs> i've ever worn and i like it took me a couple glasses of of champagne before i was in the mood to put it on and go out that night because i just didn't know if i had the strength you were like in awe of your own creation yes, like, I was, what have i done i was like i for months, I had been collecting anything that was shiny, and then when you, when it all came together, I was like, "This is this might be too much." <laughs> but I'm sure it was a hit in the end. It was it was fun. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, on that note, yeah, let's take a little break, and we'll be right back. Hey, you! I gotta tell you something. You are killing it this week. If I had to rate how you're doing this week, I would say it's like five stars out of five. You know what else has the same five-star rating? This podcast and iTunes. Do you see what I did there? Thank you so much for the reviews we've received so far, but they're a little lonely. So I would love it if you could head over to the iTunes store and rate This Is A Thing and leave me a review. Our favorite is five stars, but every review is appreciated because they help other people find this podcast. Also, seriously, you are owning this week like a boss. We are all so proud of you. Keep it up. And we're back. So, I have a game to play. Great. With you. I usually do this game with um, performers, or so far I have. Okay. But So, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um because of your your skills that you're bringing. Okay. Okay, so I have these papers um, with various words and things written on them. Mm-hmm. You need to pick three, then tell me the name of a production and like a loose a loose idea of what it would be about and then how you would costume it. So I have to make up a show. Yes. And then I have to make up, what's the second part? Uh, make up a show, uh, make up a, the title. Okay, the title. And then like a loose synopsis. Okay. Um, and then just what you see those yeah. people wearing. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Three, pick three. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, that's easy. Okay. Okay. So do you want me to read my words too? Oh yes, please read okay. them aloud. So Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. Fosse, mm-hmm. and Chanel. Okay. <laughs> the last one is is, is the curveball. Um, because I could definitely see a Fosse Willy Wonka. Ooh, wow! I want those Oompa Loompas to just slink around. And I feel like Chanel could come in with like some of the parents or like the. Um, or you know, 
okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get my creative brain going okay 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 okay, okay. the title is gonna be candy couture <gasps> yes I love that so much. I, you guys, I just fist pumped because yeah. that's how excited I was. So it's kind of a sequel uh-huh. to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where um, Coco Chanel is looking to create an edible line of couture. <gasps> yes, she is. And of course she goes um, to the most famous creative uh, chocolatier, Willy Wonka. And... Um, and I'm just picturing all of the. It's gonna be choreographed by Fosse. Okay. And um, just picture the Willy Wonka uh, top hat. Oh my gosh, it's right? so perfect. Yes. Yes, but just like then picture his suit maybe ma- being tweed. Mm-hmm. And like this wool and um, big Chanel flowers and um, you know. Chanel also was famous for um, having long fittings to fit a jacket and the arm size would be so perfectly tailored that you could lift your arms completely up and swing it around. So I'm picturing that all the choreography in these suits, which you think might be restricting, Uh actually will be amazing. Oh my goodness. And, um, And I think that... I think how I would approach it would be <laughs> to do a lot of research on candy and um and it would it would uh it's kind of would end with uh kind of like kinky boots with with a fashion show. Oh, I love this. I love it so much. And um, so are people so people's costumes are like inspired by different types of candy? Is that what you're I saying? I would I would say they're um It'd probably be one of those epic fashion shows where, because um, actually Chanel has these crazy uh, productions for their fashion shows. Have you seen any online? I've seen uh, pictures and like photos. Yeah, so yeah. they actually have tons of um, looks. And one of the re- a recent one that they did was they created for Paris Fashion Week this like pop art like supermarket and the models had carts and they would go around and like look at the the things and things but you would just see it because everyone is like walking through the store with their bag or with a cart and you know just looking at the items turning around and everyone's crossing which way um so this one would be yes there would be like the the candy, you know, certain like chocolate or gobstoppers or things that like things that different types of candy would just kind of blend into this fashion show and they'd have these amazing purses and and uh, candied heels and uh, probably a lot of top hats and canes. I love I love all of this. Chanel executives. Yeah. Um, you have a new line coming up, yeah. you know, in like a year or so. Carl Lagerfeld. Yeah, call to... us. <laughs> we have an idea for you. Um, Tyler can help you put it together. Uh, and I would just like some samples. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> so I love it so much. Candy Couture. You heard it here. Yeah. Oh, I'm just thinking about all the clothes and getting like it could a be- little... 
Wistful. And all that candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that the... That's the Fosse element of it. Is that the final song, maybe? And all, maybe. And all that candy? I don't know. I mean, we're <laughs> workshopping, so... Exactly. Nothing's... Everyone will be, like, completely sugar high making it. To... Oh, perfect. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, so right now... Uh, I am in, which is how I met you, mm-hmm. Sweet Charity at Stoneham Theater, which you have costume designed. Um, I am very pleased with all of my costumes, Good. so thank you. Uh, where else can people go to see your work? Um, people, there's lots of exciting projects that I've got coming up. Um, they can come and see this show through... March 30? No, we're in April. No. <laughs> April 24th. April 24th. Yeah, April 24th. Yes. Um, and then I also have a play that uh, School for Scandal with the Actor Shakespeare Project, and um, I that is at the Cambridge um, Multicultural Arts Center, uh, April thirteenth um, through May eighth, and then I am also designing at Wellfleet Harbor Actor Theater in May. Um, I'll be designing the sets and costumes for a play called Girlfriends. Oh, that's fun! Or girlfriend. I think. And uh, another exciting summer uh, project will be The Merchant of Venice out in Shaken Co. So if you're in the Berkshires this summer at any time, uh, I have a play running from like the first week in July, probably through August. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Guys, go see this stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And also, I saw that you have a website, tylerkinney.com. Yes. Right? Um, and I should also mention, so while I was like tooling around yeah. doing my research, um, I saw that you were one of American Theater Magazine's 20 to watch. That's yeah. pretty cool. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Yeah. So in October, um, I was featured in American Theater Magazine uh, thanks uh, to uh, one of the theaters I work at nominated me and um, and I was selected to be featured in that first, um, It's a, it's a... They're going to do in every magazine a few uh, uh, people to watch, young artists. And I was part of the initial uh, block in October. That's rad. It was super rad. Yeah. I'm with a celebrity right now. Um, Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And just go to Tyler's site and check out the photos of the costume design because it is pretty impressive. Well, I can't wait to put Sweet Charity up there because those photos came out this morning or last night. Oh, the pictures are really fun, right? Oh, the right? pictures are so good. Yeah. Because we, I mean, as a designer, you kind of live, you have, like, that's, 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 uh, I mean, I'd, uh, that's what remains. And you put it on your site to kind of, like, give people a sense of your range. And even though the play that they're probably asking for is nothing that you, you've done before, but you want to show all of the kinds of work you've done in the past. And so I think that, Sweet Charity will be a great one to put up there, especially since, I mean, you guys look so great. Well, you made us look it's great. It's a beautiful really cast and, uh, <laughs> and so many like fun numbers. So Yay. Uh, so one last thing. Okay. Um, I am refusing to come up with my own sign off line for this podcast. And each week I just put someone on the spot. So what do you think we should sign off with today? Oh, I'm okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm gonna come up with on the spot too. I don't know what's gonna be. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. This has been Carrie and Tyler. 
wishing you bright lights and good nights. Wow. Wait. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I liked it. Guys, bright bright lights and good nights, right? Guys, we wish you bright lights and good nights. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any questions or comments about the show, suggestions for guests, or you just want to tell me how much you love it, uh, you can email me at carrypodnow at gmail.com. You can also look up my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash this is a thing. We are also on Instagram. You can find me at CarriePod. Um, or on Twitter, it's at CarriePod there as well. I would love to hear from you and thanks so much for listening. Bye.